Welcome to Behind the Job Title Podcast. Ever wanted to know what makes someone at work tick? Why does someone desire to be the best at what they do? Or how does a colleague spend time away from the office or wherever their place of work is? I, Damien Swaby, invite industry professionals to discuss and celebrate their careers, lives and future. All of this and more on Behind the Job Title Podcast. Like many of you listening to this podcast, Shima Jones is a wife, a super mum of three, and a virtuous woman. She helps mums who want to fast track their financial independence and generational wealth building through stock trading, crypto investing, and overall financial wellness. In November 2020, she was starting at a near zero savings account, literally less than $50 outgrowing her mum's house and underpaid at her nine-to-five job, Shima needed a shift and she needed it like yesterday. By this time, she had dipped and dapped in the stock market, having some nice success and some significant failures. However, she knew this could be the actual additional source of income that could be her shift. However, her trading account was bottomed at a mere $1,929. Yes, this was the bottom for her after she had gotten it over $5,000 from $300. So, Tashima, her back was against the wall at this point, but she knew she had the skills to see immeasurable success in stocks. So what did she do? She pushed even harder, believed in herself and her abilities, studied, did not give up. And by February 16th of 2021, just three months later, Her trading account was sitting at $31,000. Please check out the show notes and learn more about her company, Your Trading Plug and Wealth Solutionist. Strong, inspiring, with a career full of potential. Discover why seeing her father living on the streets gave Shima such a soft heart. Why people without a vision perish and why you have to sadly in life sometimes create boundaries. But first, what exactly was Shima doing before she started her present career path? I think I was on the the height of my filmmaking career. Um, I had just uh, landed when I shot my short film, right? I directed, produced it, wrote it. And um, it was selected by John Lengen and Mark Duplass um, through a contest with um, Axe, the body spray. I don't even know if they're like even that big anymore. Um, And... uh, it was selected for uh, a little segment in the Toronto Film Festival. So um, for those that don't know, that's like a really big festival um, out in Toronto. And um, so it played, it was selected um, out of 500 submissions, like three of us were selected. Uh, It was like the whole red carpet treatment. It was just amazing. That was like the height of my career at that time. and yeah, and I just, I was, I was gonna start shooting a feature film and then life life occurred <laughs> it certainly does yes it does it does it takes over actually and um you have to kind of you know adjust and shift and kind of go with the flow and um and really find yourself you know again and um so that's kind of the journey i've been on now but i ended up getting married and um now I have two additional kids so that's what i mean like life <laughs> life <laughs> life came so did you enjoy being a filmmaker and an actress absolutely and, and it's so funny because it was like a, 
I had to do it all for it to really make sense for me. So I had to like direct, write, produce and and act in it for it to make sense for me. For some reason, it's just I know, you know, you're supposed to like, oh, delegate things, which makes sense. But I really love like the intimate setting that I was able to produce while we're on set. Right. And um, the crew and our cast, like it was just it always turned out really, really well, because even after, um, you know, that height of my career in 2017 and. Uh, or 2000, yeah, I think it was 2017, 2016, something like that. Um, and then moving forward, supposed to do my feature and stuff. I ended up shooting some small things in between there. Um, well, between now and then, actually, um, I had shot a uh, scene that was actually a script that was uh, being shopped with ABC. So wow. um, out here, you know, it's a major uh, network out here. Um, it was just a regular contest that they have. It's the ABC Discovers contest. I submitted a script. Um, a year, a few years prior, and it was basically rejected, right? And then a couple of years later, I was like, you know what? Let me submit it again. Exact same script, exact same script, and it was selected. So I was actually in talks back and forth for a bit um, with whoever was running um, that contest at the time. And they were, you know, having me go back and do little adjustments. We we're just going back and forth on the script. And um, I decided to shoot a piece of it. You know, just to kind of so if it was actually selected, I wanted to be like, and, you know, here's the visual. Here's what I see. So I started stepping into that. I that well, that mind frame of creating visuals um, from some of my pieces. And um, so I didn't really let film go. Um, it's always been a part of me my entire life, no matter where I go. It's like something I still gravitate towards. So. So, yeah, I think I think I cover a little bit of the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you certainly have. I was just thinking when you said that you yourself have said film will always be a part of you in that way. So mm -hmm. what made you change careers in such a drastic fashion? I will say it was the, the, by my second um, pregnancy, because the, the first pregnancy um, right after I had my, my son, he's, um, uh, well, it's technically, yeah. So it's okay. I have three kids. Okay. I have a 15 year old, but then these, the, these two that I have, um, the younger ones, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, they were with my now husband. Right. So, um, I usually talk around these two, cause that's when all these changes came. Right. And so, um, so around the pregnancy of the four-year-old that's now four, four years old, I actually, right after I had him, that's when I shot that scene for um, this ABC script that I'm talking about. But I had was in talks with ABC about a year or so prior to that. So it was just like how things kind of happen and trickle out. And I also went to, um, I don't know if you, it, it's from, it's based in the UK. So Identity Drama School. I actually, oh, yes. yes, right. So I actually uh, studied there because they brought a, um, like a segment of their school here to LA out here. So um, I ended up uh, taking a year, did a year of drama school with them. And so it was like, I just kind of always was still doing film, even though I had children. But by the time, again, by the second pregnancy, I had just graduated out of a year of the school and I was um, moving into opening my own self-taping service. So, you know, again, still a part of the film industry. And um, I mean, I everything. I like opened the studio. I had all my setup, camera, lights, everything. I was booking. I, I was open for business and I found out I was pregnant again. And it was actually, it was a drastic moment, actually, you know, being a woman um, in the, in the industry and pregnant. And it was just like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm more of an independent, you know, I'm an independent artist. Right. So it wasn't like I had an agent to like look for jobs for pregnant women and stuff like that, you know, and then 
also I'm not I'm not a huge fan of auditioning I'm really not I actually that's why I chose the route I believe or the route chose me of writing my own stuff and just shooting it right like but with with really good great quality right I mean because my stuff has really good quality um and so yeah so it, it struck me and I I wasn't prepared. I thought I was like, okay, I had the first kid, boom, I'm ready to get back into business. I just finished acting school. I'm doing really good. You know, I have some um, stuff under my belt. I was um, interviewing with agents, like everything was happening at one time. I'm opening my studio, I'm working, I'm in, you know, in the industry, I'm around other um, artists. And then I was pregnant. And it just, it, it actually, it took me to a, a, a dark place, actually, because I just wasn't, I didn't plan for it in a sense, right? I'm pregnant. I mean, I was, I'm married, right? So those things happen, but I just wasn't, I didn't know that that was going to happen at that time. So it kind of, it kind of took a toll on me. And this was one year before the pandemic. Okay. So this was in 2019. And so, um, and this was like summer, I found out I was pregnant. So by that November, I had to close my business down because at the time I'm like, I'm going to have her April 2020. That's when she was due. So and it's before the pandemic. So I didn't know the pandemic was about to happen either. But I was like, oh, I got to close the office because otherwise I have to train someone else to do it. And, you know, you have rent in these, you know, in a, in a building and everything. So I just had to, like, shift gears. So I closed the offices and I was literally sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. And I was like, what am I going to do? What can I do now? And I was like, well, you know, you do have a corporate background. Right. So just, you know, temp somewhere. And so that's what I did. I actually um, started simping. Would you say some women also think that when they get pregnant, it puts them in a dark place due to their career? Absolutely. Absolutely. So many other women I've actually spoken to, not, not specifically um, in regards to like my situation, but just women that I know, right? Women that I've talked to and just having this in books that I've read, right? Interviews that I hear. It's a shift for us. Right. I mean, our body change mentally, our mind has to change. We're creating space for um, this new being that we're going to be um, in charge of. Right. That we have to mentor and, and nurture and care for. Right. And for me, you know, I'm one of those natural mothers that literally gave birth naturally. Um, wow. I, I breastfed my child, you know, all these different things, no medications at all. You know, so these are the things I have to adjust for myself. And so as far as my career, to me, it puts it on hold for a little bit, if that makes sense, you know, like, and then sometimes you don't even know if you're going to get back to it just because like right now she's two years, right? So this is two years later and I'm not necessarily like people don't see me in film right now, right? Like you don't hear anything coming out about, oh, she missed doing this or doing that in film. It's now my business of what I'm doing and, you know, and, and what we're going to get to, but that's that shift. That was that, that, that mindset of like, okay, what else? What else am I going to do? Right. What else is going to happen? Because as I was saying, I started temping with a company. This was like December 2019 this is when I started. And I was actually about five months pregnant then four or five months pregnant then. And so and because she was doing April. Right. And so I was temping at this office. It was great. It was fine. You know, again, it was for me, it was just in between time until um, I gave birth to her in April. And by that March that was when the pandemic was really strong. I had just told the company I was leaving because I was due in April. Wow. And um, the company had a, like the day I was leaving, this was March 13th. That was my last day because I was leaving. And the company had a major, major office meeting. Everybody in the office had to be in this meeting. Um, and they were letting us know that they were all going remote because of the pandemic, right? 
And so it was scary during that time to even giving birth uh, because we were hearing of breakouts in the hospitals. They were separating the parents, you know, from the child and just all kinds of things. Right. And I actually contemplate I ordered a pool, a little oh. little a little inflatable pool just in case I had to have it at home. You know, like it was a major, yeah. major thing that that occurred. And so um, as I was leaving or left that company, I was like, now what am I going to do? Right. Like I'm going to be at home with a baby. What can I do? And I, I was like the stock market. And that's it. So it, it, it literally fell in my lap. It wasn't something that I saw myself actually doing in real life. Like, you know, I didn't know too much about it either. Just I think when I was 19, I wanted to buy stock in T-Mobile, but I had no information, no education, nothing about it. Right. So I never, ever did it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it actually got started. But as far as women and their careers and having babies and, you know, what is being pregnant, it is definitely a shift, man. Like we it, it takes so much to get back on track, if you will, right? To whatever you've planned in your life or the goals that you've set out for yourself. Some women don't return. Sadly, that is very true. But luckily, you will return to absolutely so many of the great things you've done. And <laughs> yes. you're in a situation where you are married to a great guy. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, how did he help you throughout these situations? And do you think you could do what you're doing now without your husband? Absolutely not. Um, it does take a certain support. You know what I mean? Um, he was definitely there along the way for my mental moments, <laughs> mental breakdowns, if you will. And we, we were always friends first, right? So just being able, before we, he and I started dating, we knew each other for over 13 years. So it was literally someone that I've just known for a very long time. Um, and we decided to, you know, start dating and, um, he was just, you know, he's been like a, a good, solid support, you know, someone that just believes in me, you know, like he had at a time bought me a bunch of filmmaking books, you know, when he, he knows that's what I want to do or that's what I was, you know, doing and everything. So, I mean, he was buying me these different books and looking up, you know, just just things to be involved. Even when I shot my um, the scene, I was saying I shot for ABC. We actually shot at his mother's house. And he was nice. there. He was like a, he was the behind the scenes cameraman. Right. So he's taking, you know, photos of all the behind the scenes stuff. And he was just very hands on and just so supportive in, in, in what I do as far as film, even um, at a time after I had uh, O'Shea, that's the four year old. Um, I had to go work on set. I was a second AD and, um, and I, I was, it was so awesome. Even on set, they, they were so lovely that they allowed me to kind of do half days because they know I had the baby. Right. And I was still breastfeeding. So I didn't have to like, you know, work a full 12 hour shift, you know, so they would, it was just really, really accommodating. So super, um, super love for, for that too. Um, but my husband was at home with the baby, you know, so ah. even though he works too and everything, it's just those days that I happened to go, he was off. So he was just, you know, oh, I got it. You go, you know, go do your thing. I'll be here. So, um, you know, made sure I was taken care of, you know, over that time. So, um, yeah, without him, without a support system, it would definitely be more of a challenge, I would say, you know, I mean, but it still has its challenges because, again, he does work, you know, he works at a time, actually, he was traveling to Alaska and um, I, we live in Los Angeles, well, now I live in Rancho Cucamonga, still California, but um, he would travel, uh, what was it, four weeks out of the year. So four weeks he would be in Alaska, four weeks he would be home, and then four weeks he'll go back to Alaska, four weeks he'll be home. So that was really, really, <laughs> that was a challenge at a time. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, I have to step up as a mother, like, 
and so my goals and dreams, they do still get put on hold in a sense, right? I mean, yeah, you can still be writing and, you know, yeah, you can do the, the smaller things, right? But my main, I guess, priority w- were the kids, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a juggle. <laughs> it is a juggle. It sounds like it. And it also sounds like that. Brilliant. It also sounds like to me over the years, I've thought this either, <clears throat> so excuse me over mm-hmm. the years I thought that you've always struck me as a people person I mean have you always been a people person you think that's why they were so accommodating to you absolutely Damien like it's so funny because this is something that I've, I've have been discussing a little bit as far as you know with, with my um, stock trading consulting business company and everything um, that's it's it feels like that's why I've even stepped into this lane right because it, it, it it's so funny that it is my lane and I didn't know that it was my lane but it's what you're saying it's from being a people's person it's from believing I just believe in people I've always had this like I support people to like the utmost right like it's so funny because I I had to um I have a coach and so we talk about some of this stuff and I remember I was you know digging back in my mind from a child right because you know you the way you move forward in life is really respecting who you were as a child. Okay. I really want to say oh, that. It's I like really, that. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. digging deep and looking back and being like, who was I as a child? What, what did I want? What were my dreams? How did I feel? What were the things that I went through as a child? Right. And I can remember myself because this is how you get to your core. This is how you understand like who you are and, and your purpose. This is really the way to find and nail that purpose. I want to say, because this is what really, really helped me. Um, I thought about this one moment that popped up. I had to be no more than 10. And I can remember driving down the street. We lived in LA, driving down the street in the car with my mom. And I'm looking out the window and I'm and I was crying. This is the visual that I was seeing. I was crying, looking out the window, just tears rolling down. No sound, but just like a humbleness of tears. And I was looking out the window and all I could see, um, because if those those that don't know, I'm a, I'm a black woman, but in our community. I see people on the streets. I see people strung out on drugs, right? I see the streets that are dirty, right? Like where we live, right? You know, they call it the hood, you know? And it was so hurtful to me. And I can remember as a kid, just looking at these people that I'm surrounded by and seeing how strong they are and how beautiful they are. But like, I felt like they didn't know it within themselves enough to love themselves to not, you know, do the things that they do, right? You know, the drugs and, you know, keep our neighborhoods down and dirty and, and just everything that it was around. Because even my father, my father lived on the streets. A lot of people don't know this about my father. My father um, uh, was strung out on drugs at a time. He was addicted to drugs, if you will. And so um, he's had a rough, rough, rough life. He's um, been in and out of the streets and homeless, literally. I would go, um, and this is from like high school, I would go pick up my dad and take him to a hotel so he can clean himself up. You know, a um, lot, of, lot of different, I have a lot of different stories people really don't know about me, but it's always given me a soft heart, you know? And so I just, I want people to really, really step into their abundance because I think, again, a lot of people just don't see it within themselves. They don't see who they really are and how strong they are, you know, and what they are really capable of. So So yeah, that's me. It's like, you know, I just, I believe in people. I just have this innate thing about me to want to see people succeed. I want to see others succeed, you know? So, um, yeah, I I think that's, you know. Respect (laughs) what you've just said. I think it's beautiful that your mother implanted such a 
a, a seed inside you that grew to be this beautiful, loving, caring person. And even as a child, seeing your father being homeless, deep down inside, how do you think that made you feel? You know, um, it's funny because as a, as a kid, it was kind of like, you know, it, I don't say it was a huge big deal because I, I didn't really see him on the streets. So maybe, you know, high school years, right? Maybe high school years. And so um, at that time it was, I don't know if it was hurtful or just more because my dad is so intelligent. He's so brilliant. He's a master musician. Literally, he's he can play any instrument. He was never taught. He just can do it. He sings beautifully like he is just this like this. He speaks Spanish fluently. He's a he's a black man, but he he's always been he's he's so gifted and so talented. Right. And this is what I'm saying that I see in our community. It's just these beautiful, gifted people that could be pulled in so many different directions because of the struggle, right? Quote unquote, because of so much that we have to go through just to, you know, just to make it, you know, just to have a place to live, you know what I'm saying? And so you seeing him, it gave me motivation. I don't know if that's a weird way to look at it, no. but I was more motivated. It was like, I have to do something so he doesn't have to live this way anymore. I was motivated, you know, so it wasn't a sadness. A sadness didn't come over me. That's what I was trying to come up with. I'm like, what was it? It motivated me. You know, it gave me inspiration to be like, I have a duty to my people. I have a duty to my father. I have a duty to, you know, my mother, she takes care of us very well, but I want her to stop working so hard. She's worked so hard her whole life. All she knows how to do is work. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And I mean, it rubbed off on me in a, in a good way because I work, but I know, how to, I know how to rest. I know how to take a break. And I think a lot of the older, you know, people um, in our generations too, in our, in our community, yeah. um, they're so used to working so hard, right? Like that's all that they know. And your extended yeah, family, mm -hmm. um, you're not necessarily extended family, just your family people of your age your, if you have a brother or sister that are the same age as you or around the same age as you how did they feel when they saw their father homeless so I have a brother well he passed so my brother passed away oh, now seven that. years no, no worries at all thank you um he passed away seven years ago it was just he and I growing up um and so for him it was the opposite so it mm -hmm. wasn't like a motivation so for him he took it with anger, he was mad at my father for not being in the household with us, right? So like, he didn't want a relationship with him. He didn't want to, um, you know, deal with my father in any way, you know? And so it's so, it's so we always, so funny because we talk about this a lot, how me and my brother were like night and day, but grew up in the exact same household. So under the same rules, right? Under the same knowledge, morals, and all those different things. But we were two different people. We saw it in two different light where, where I had found a soft spot and a love for my father, even though he was out of the household and, you know, even though he was on the streets, my brother took it in a way of resentfulness, right? He resented him for that. He resented him for not being around and, and not, you know, you know, raising us in the same household and, and all those different things. And so um, it's just funny the different paths that we ended up taking just because he saw it in a way that I didn't see it in a way. Could be, let's, could be that, you know, he's a male and I'm a female, right? That mm, could have been yeah. why um, that went that way. But again, I, I would never really know just because, you know, he's not, he's no longer with us. But 
he definitely resented my father for being for my father being the person he is. And it's so funny, though, because as I say, my father is so intelligent. So my whole life, he's dropped gems, though. I've always listened to him as I was growing up. He would always say your gift. I mean, your gift will make room for you. Right. I like that. And so. Right. And I always believed it. And it's always been true. My gifts have always made room for me. Always. You know, and so he's again, he's such a wise man, but my brother didn't get the certain wisdom because he would just, you know, ignore him. He didn't want to listen to him. He didn't want to talk to him, you know, so. But as you get older, you do understand that, you know, the dynamics of relationships and what people go through. And so I can kind of understand why they they split, you know, they broke up and things like that. So, you know, it's 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 it's, it's interesting how we Completely both saw is. it. But it's amazing that you yourself are very inspirational from what you've told us but how do you inspire people say someone like me for mm-hmm. example I've actually worked for like forex companies and fintechs and stuff like that oh, wow. um, but if I actually as a video producer not as a okay oh <laughs> that's actually, actually there yeah <laughs> yeah so um but if I tried to understand trading I'd probably go bankrupt. That's just the type of person I am. That's where my brain is. I can't do okay. it. I can't get mm-hmm. it. So tell us how you do that and how you help people with your wealth solutions. It's understanding that through education, right, you can do almost anything, right? Through really believing in yourself, you can do almost anything. Like we put these limitations on ourselves in a sense, because maybe we have never done it before. But I mean, think of all the things throughout your life that you've never done before, before you did it, right? Mm. And then once you got the education, once you got the knowledge behind it, you may have become very good at it. You know, of course we all come with certain stock gifts, absolutely, right? We all come with certain things that we're better at than other things, right? But there's also things that we just learn along the way. Like again, I had, I had no idea I was gonna start trading stocks. When I started trading, um, it was March 2020. I didn't know it was the pandemic. I didn't know the market was crashing. I didn't, well, I knew the pandemic was starting or whatever the case, but you know, we didn't know how big it was going to be, right? But I didn't know also the market had crashed. I had took uh, $300 and was like, I'm going to put it in the market. I literally started with $300. I started with the simplest thing that was on my phone, which was Cash App. I didn't know anything about charts. I didn't know anything about, you know, technical analysis, fundamental analysis. I knew nothing, 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 nothing. And I took $300 and all I knew what I wanted to do was buy in on some stock. I want to buy some stocks. That's all I thought. I had no idea there was a difference between trading and investing. Okay. I'm saying to that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The difference between trading and investing. Trading is holding for a short-term gain, so you or buying and selling for a short-term gain, and then investing is that buying and holding for a long-term gain, right? So when you're investing, it's like the Warren Buffets of the world, right? Like you go in on something and you're you're holding it for years, right? Trading, there's different types of traders. Um, there's arguably about four different types of traders. There's a uh, day trader where you're, or actually, let me start over. There's a scalper. So this is someone that gets in the trade and they're in and out within minutes. And then there's a day trader where you actually get in the trade and you may hold for you know a few minutes to an hour, just depending on how that trade is going for you to make your gain, right? Then there's a swing trader where you would buy in during the day, like right now, and then you would hold it overnight. 
So some swing traders can hold overnight um, up to a couple of days to maybe uh, maybe a week, right? A week or so. Um, and then you have the long-term position holders where they're still day traders, but they have, you know, come up with some fundamental analysis where they're going to get in today and they're going to hold it until like, you know, some earnings reports or until um, a merger that's supposed to come happens. Right. So they're holding it um, always free, you know, maybe a week, a few weeks up to like some months is a long term position order. So there's different types of traders and people don't know that either. They only have ever heard of possibly even just a day trader. They probably don't haven't even heard of the other three. You know, okay. so um, it's understanding as I, you know, teach my clients and, and or discuss rather with my clients too and teach them. Um, it's about you. It's about understanding your schedule, your personality, the things that you like. You know, it's a lot of different things that um, you have to just understand about yourself for you to actually um, open your mind to be open to learning trading. That's all that it is. And so it's a mindset shift. And so I discuss these things and teach these things with my clients so that I can create that shift so I can help them see that so that they can begin a transformation. A lot of people have such a negative mindset, though. They're not mm -hmm. very open or honest about their potential for some reasons. I'm, I'm not a psychologist. It's just right. what I find in life. How do you get people to open up and understand that? better things are possible at the end of the day is what you said it's up to that person right they may be open and they may not right and if they're not um i can't force you to see it you know what i mean it's like so i can't beg you because this is this actually happened um when i first started trading i was trying to teach anybody you know it was like follow my journey you know do the homework i was telling people everything that i was learning i was teaching them i had a group on facebook and when i say it was like pulling teeth just to get people <laughs> to do anything you know what i mean and i had to dial back because i was pouring out pouring out pouring out right but no one was receiving it was like falling on dead ears you know so i had to dial it back tone into me and just do my own thing. And then once I just started talking about it even more and just letting it out and just, it was more like an open call. If you're interested, if you're open to it, here I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those are the people that will flock to you, right? Those are the people that will come to you. So it's more so, I watched this movie when I was a kid, the, um, it's called The Field of Dreams. And I've Kevin always, Costner? I was a little, yes, Kevin yeah. Costner. And I was a little girl. I was literally probably nine or eight. And I've always remembered this one line where the guy said, if you build it, they will come. Right. Yeah. And so I carry that throughout my life. And it's like, if I build this, they will come. Right. Whoever this is for, even in, in the word, it's a, it's a scripture in the Bible where it's, um, it's more so for God's people. And it says, though, if you when you hear my voice, those that those that hear me will listen, basically, is what. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but those that hear me will listen. So they'll come. Right. And so that's like with this, if you are open to this, if this is something that you're interested in, when you hear the call, you'll answer it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But the people that may be negative or, or, you know, um, may not be open to learning, it may not be for them at that time. And that's okay. That's really okay too. You know, um, because it's going to start with you having that ability to be open and be ready to receive what you can receive out of this, because it is a learning process. You know what I mean? You have to um, be willing to 
learn what you're being taught and then put it into action, put it into, you know, you got it, you got to do what is being told to you. So you want to be open so you can be able to do those things. So do you have any examples that you can tell us about of people that were so excited that knowing that after three months of you having an account, you were sitting on 31K? <laughs> you know, that sounds exciting to me. I wouldn't mind 31K after three months. That's yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was definitely market sentiment at the same time. Right. On top of me trading, I was actually day trading and swing trading during that time. Um, and then I did, I, it was like a shift where I was doing more swing trading because at that moment, that was the market sentiment and it was the time to make, or that was the way rather to make bigger gains. Okay. So, um, it was amazing. I, I didn't believe in myself. That's why I had to like have receipts and show people like, literally I went from yeah. $1,900 to $31,000 in less than three months. Right. Uh, or less than four months. Cause it was in, I think roughly three months. And, um, even even at that, I wasn't telling people about that. So they didn't know then. People didn't know what I was doing, you know, just trading and making money, you know? Um, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just in a mode. I was just working, like just, you know, just doing it. And looking back on it, it's like, oh my God, like I did do that, you know? And so I'm able to share that with people now. And it's more of a, a or rather I'm just starting to share it. So I think there may be a little quiet about it to be honest um in some of my courses when I talk about it they're like wow like I didn't know it was possible and I'm like exactly but it really is you know not saying that you would make the exact same amount you may make more than me you know like but at the same time it's just being educated you have to get a mentor you have to get into a community you have to again just kind of I don't want to say sometimes when you use words like engulf yourself, it scares people away. You know, they're like, oh, I don't have the time to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. Right. But that's why you want to get with someone that can accelerate that time. And that's what my program does. It actually accelerates the time because it took me, what, two and a half years to garnish all of the knowledge that I have surrounding all of this and then separate it. And, you know, I've tested the things that I've learned, you know what I'm saying? And you know, um, being sure to, that I have risk management in place, like all these different things that comes together to give you this final package, right? So there's basically like, it's like a five-step process. So, you know, you get educated, you learn how to find the trades, you learn how to do um, your potential entries and exits, you make sure you're learning about your risk to reward and how to keep your, um, how to manage your risk. And then you have to journal it all. Like you have to journal, you have to keep track with who you are because it's a mental game as much as it is a physical one. And a lot of traders, a lot of people don't understand that. As I said earlier, it's obvious you're a people person, but it's also mm -hmm. come to mind that you're very inspirational, which I said before, but you're, you're very influential in mm -hmm. people's life with this career that you've gone down, this career path mm -hmm. you've, you've gone down right now. Who has been influential to you and how did they impact you professionally, not necessarily personally? Um, professionally, you know, my mom. My mom has been, as I said, you know, she works really hard, right? She works so much. Yeah. She, you know, took care of me and my brother and, you know, by herself. Um, 
She always made sure that we dreamed. She nice. always made sure she did. Like I can always remember we were little, I was probably five and my brother, he's a year and uh, he's a year and 18 months older than me. So um, no, no, a year and six months, what I'm saying, a year and six months older than me. And so he would, um, she would grab our hands. We're little kids, right? Right outside of our apartment building. She hated that apartment building because it was just, we were sleeping um, in the living room because the bedrooms were mildewed, right? It was just terrible. Just, you know, she hated it. She couldn't stand it, but she had to do what she had to do to get us out of there, right? Um, But we didn't notice all of that as kids growing up, right? Because she was such a dynamic person when it came to, again, dreaming and living and wanting more, right? And, and searching for more. And when we were little kids, we'd be outside, right? And a plane would be about to go cross over our house, right? Our apartment. And she would grab our hands and she'd be like, you guys, she'd look at us, hold our hands. You ready? You guys ready? And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll start running. She's like, okay, it's coming. We got to run and jump. Where are we going? Where are we going this time? And we would hold her hand and we run in, you know, she's right in the middle of us. We run in the catch and jump on this plane, right? Because we had never yeah. been on a plane before, you know? She had, she had, a, she, my mom had an amazing life, right? Prior to, because we were from her second husband. So prior to this season of her life, because I, I feel like our lives, we have seasons. There's seasons of successfulness. There's seasons of, you know, downtime. There's seasons of the, the bottom of the barrel sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this was one of those seasons where it was like the bottom of the barrel, <laughs> if you will. Um, but we didn't feel it. Damien, we didn't feel it, man. Like she always instilled in us to be more, to have more, to, to reach for more. Right. And, and that moment where she would grab our hands and, and run to catch and jump on a plane. You know, I've, I've been on plenty of planes now, <laughs> you yeah. know, I've traveled, you know, um, but she just always wanted us to, 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 to reach for our goals. Like when I was a little girl, um, I believe I probably mentioned this in our, in our last interview, but when I wanted to start acting and, and, and singing and dancing and everything I want to do, um, she handed me a yellow pages. And, and it's so funny because now I want to revisit this because as I've gotten older, even from since that interview, I used to resent that she gave me the yellow pages. I used to see it as a negative thing that she was just mm. like, not supporting me she was just like here well you do it you know well, oh you want to you want to be model here you know you go find it you go do it and you know growing up I kind of took it as like wow that was so harsh like why she just didn't help <laughs> you know <laughs> but as I got as I've gotten older when I looked back on it and this was only like a few months ago man I looked back on it and I was like wow that's just how much she just truly believed in me she just was like here like here's the power like you can if you want to do this look here that was my key to being an entrepreneur. And I had no idea. Excellent. Now you're a mother yourself. Have you ever had to put yourself in a position where you had to stay calm and carry on? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> now, um, this week, can we say this week? Yeah, I yeah. have to stay calm. And and because um, there's as an entrepreneur, you know, because I've been doing this now over literally 10, 12 plus years. Um, even though I like, again, I like to see even my nine to five moments. I see it as a, as a season, you know, because it's just a time again, I had nothing to do. I was just bored. I was pregnant. It was like, what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that was the reason why I got the job. It wasn't just to give up on my dreams. It wasn't that I didn't see myself ever stepping on a set again. I I'm absolutely going to step on a set again, <laughs> yep. you know, but um, it's different seasons we go through in life and it builds us up for the people or the person that we've always have meant to be. Right. And it's up to you to step up to that plate. 
when yep. things come towards you, right? Like when those dark clouds come. And so, you know, I, I had a moment where it was like, man, like this is getting kind of tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, doing this, being pulled in this direction, that direction, um, you know, really organizing my time. And I have so much to do with the business, right? And right now I'm still a one-man team. I mean, the the goal is by the end of this year to actually, um, you know, finally hire someone, have that right-hand person um, that I want to start working with. But that's growth in a business as well, right? But people don't look at it like that. I'm just like, oh, I just need help. But that's growing. If you begin to start hiring people, you know, that's another extension. That's another level. You know what I mean? And so, I think we get so zoned in that it's time to pull back and see how much you've done, right? Where you've gone, and then also look at where you're where you're heading, right? Oh, because gosh. the only way you're going to get there is to really see it. You have to actually visualize where you are going, you know. So if you can't, right? see, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. If you can't mm-hmm. see it, who can? No who one. Yeah. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> it's not for them. Like you have to. another thing that's from the word, you know, um, and again, I'm more spiritual than religion, right? Or than religious, I'm more spiritual, but they say that people without vision perish. Oh, brilliant. Who says, I'm going to have to write that down. That's the people without vision perish. And it's so true. Like if you don't see it, if you don't see where you're going, if you don't know where you want to go, how are you going to get there? You can't, it's almost impossible because you don't see it. You don't know what you want to do. You don't know. So you can't even come up with the very next step that you need to do. Right. Cause usually there's just one step you need to take. That's it. Yeah, that is, yeah, <laughs> that is so true. I'm you know? literally, I've literally got examples. I won't say their names, whatever, but yeah. uh, who don't have a vision and mm-hmm. they have perished or they're on their way to perishing and it's without having a vision and the vision doesn't always have to be grand or this no um, yeah you know it, it just it can be a, many different things but you have to have a vision at least or I don't know how things would work out for a lot of people it might not be the life they imagine that they want exactly and I, I mean people think this is just I mean flubbish right with the um the vision boards People think it's like, oh, what are you doing? You know, you're cutting out little stuff. You'll never have it, whatever. Oh, my God, Damien, can I tell you Go. the first vision or not first, but the second I'll say in my life, or maybe this is the third, it's third, whatever. The last, I'll say the the prior one to the one I have now, right? This was in 2000 and when did I have the baby? 2017 or 18, 2018, I think it was. Um, I made this vision board in like April of that year. And um, everything on that board has literally come to pass. May not be the exact thing. I had a blue, just the one example. I had put a blue Tesla, right? SUV on my board, right? Like it is what it is. Tesla, you know, fine, whatever. Mm. One day after we had the, um, we were were pregnant with Sienna. So the the two-year-old, we're pregnant with her. Went to the dealership to get a car. Why did we walk out of there? No, 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 not knowing. It wasn't a Tesla, but it was a blue, exact same color SUV, but a Volkswagen Tiguan. So it still starts with a T on top yeah. of that. You see what I'm saying? So it may yeah. not be exactly what you what you are, quote unquote, hoping for, but it may be a reason why you don't get that one or, or that, that one thing, right? But something is going to manifest from that because once you put the vision out there, 
it's like your body just automatically works towards that direction because you can see it. It's you've you've brought it now into the physical realm. Now we're gonna talk, we're just going, you know, another another level, but you've no, no, brought, go for it. you know, you've brought that those those visions, those dreams, those goals, those ambitions that's just in your being, right? They're in your spirit. You brought them into the physical realm by drawing, writing, pasting putting it where you can see it visually where again it's now manifested in a sense here in this vision in this um, physical plane right so now now it's like again your your actions will just start working towards those things it's just it's just how it is you know it's really almost unexplainable your actions will work Mm -hmm. towards these things i love that Yes. And that's why they say faith without works is dead. So if you do not put action towards the things that you want, they honestly, more than likely will not happen. You have to take action. (laughs) Clapping my hands right now, Shema. You have to take action. I'm going to be quoting you all day tomorrow. I've got to meet some people. (laughs) You have to take action. You know what I mean? You Mm. have to. And and you know what I tell my clients? Take intentional action. Oh, I like that. Right. So you're very intent on what you are doing. It's not just even like, you know, oh, because I'm a walk because I'm, I'm walking down the street. No, it's intentional. Where are you going? Why are you going there? What do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? You know what I mean? What can you smell? Use all of your senses. Be very intentional with your actions. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it gets so deep. <laughs> it, it does. But sadly, you know, many would consider being an entrepreneur, having visions, recreating yourself they would say oh you know that's you know and they would be a bit negative and they wouldn't be able Mm -hmm. to see your vision or my vision or whoever's vision when you Mm -hmm. encounter people like this in your life how do you deal with them I don't (laughs) real talk (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't you know that so I I took therapy I wish I I need to start back okay um a lot of people in our again I I speak in our community because a a lot don't a lot of people don't but in our community therapy isn't something highly you know regarded if you will they people you see a little you know crazy you talk to somebody that's because you're crazy you know (laughs) that's literally (laughs) what would be said you know um but I had got a therapist. I absolutely loved her. I absolutely needed it. I needed it just so someone can hear me. I literally just needed someone to listen to me at that time. Right. And um, I I forgot the thought. I'm so it just it just went out my head. But I I needed I needed therapy because I needed to understand um, what was going on in my life at that moment. I just felt like kind of pulled in so many directions and I couldn't I couldn't see me anymore you know? Mm. Um, and she allowed me to understand the great person that I am. I, I just have to say that she allowed me to see that because we can be so modest and so humble. Um, and again, so used to working that we're not taking the time to look at who we are, what we've done and where we've, where we've come from, you know? And so, um, she allowed me to, oh, and that's where I was going with the boundaries for negative people. And that's what I really, really, that's one of the major things I got out of our sessions was boundaries and respecting my boundaries. I would do so much. So I would, I would still allow negative people or negative energy or, you know, things to affect me because I was allowing it to, right. 
you know, they say that serenity prayer where you, you know, God allow me to kind of control the things that I can't control and discard the rest, basically type of thing. It's like that sense and understanding the boundaries or what are what is actually important for your elevation. You have to create boundaries. Yes. You have to be like, look, even if it's family members, I hate to say it. Right. But even if it's if it's if they are draining you, if someone is draining you or, or something, whatever the case may be, you have to create boundaries now i'm not talking about from your kids right i'm not saying like <laughs> oh my kids drive me crazy let me boundary myself but sometimes you do let me hold on you know i have sometimes I have to go in a shower and be like this is me time yeah <laughs> you know relax you relax you have to have boundaries and it's very important especially with negative people because they can suck the life out of you okay they can um those dreams that you have those things that you want to do um the people that have that that sort of negative energy, um, they can come around. And even if you try to share the, I have a friend and she tried to share these things with, um, with her friend and, and they're just not receptive of it. Right. Like they don't even like comment, you know what I'm saying? When you're telling them what you're doing, you, the, the vision isn't for everyone. The vision is for you It's your vision and you have to carry it out. The people that don't want to support, that's fine. Go move, move around them, move yeah. around them. Let them stand in the sand <laughs> where they are. And sadly, sometimes, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry to if any relatives are listening, but um, sometimes they're absolutely the worst yes. um, people to, to share visions or, or dreams with. And you can actually potentially end up in a lonely place if you're an entrepreneur or creative moving forward, trying to do things. If you are ever in a lonely place because of your visions, how do you motivate yourself to keep going forward? Um, that's a tough one because it's different. It's de- it, it depends on like that feeling when it comes, right? Because it does come. These are, these are moments where, or this is a feel, this is a, a dream, this is a, a career path where those moments come a lot because we, we don't live off that paycheck to paycheck. You know what mm. I mean? Like we are literally like, almost gig to gig, right? Like you have to work for it to come in. So we're not, so when I say paycheck to paycheck, I'm saying you don't know that you have a consistent paycheck coming in, right? Like yeah, yeah. what you do when you sign up for a salary. Like with this as an entrepreneur, you have to work for every dollar, right? And so that's why it's important to understand investing and, and trading and, and different things so that um, I call it MSI, multiple sources of income. You want to create, you know what I mean? You want to create those different things around you where um, as I talk to my clients, it's like um, I heard an analogy where there's a table, right? Um, with um, There's one table with, with one support and there's a table with four. The table with the one support, one income, if that's taken away, the whole table falls. Yep. But if you have the table with the four legs, one leg gets taken away and one income gets taken away. You have those three other that's going to support that table. Yeah. And the, the table is you. The top of that part is you, you know? So for me... Um, in those moments, I look towards the vision, right? I look towards what I'm doing. I, I, and I actually, honestly, I meditate and I pray. I literally, I, and I exercise. Like I, I start eating healthier. Like I, I find ways to give myself energy. I, and if it's right, right at the moment where I'm just really, really just like, oh my God, I go take a nap. I just start over. I say, look, oh, can't right. do it. Gotta take a nap. I need to, you know, um, and then it's also I wanted to touch on, too, with the um, the negative really quick with the boundaries um, in the word. Um, Abraham, his name meant like father of, of many children or father of many, right, of many generations. And in his hometown where he was, 
they would ridicule him because he never he couldn't have kids in the beginning he couldn't have kids and so he had to leave god like gave him a vision or told him to leave leave from that area he left and then that's when all you know the stuff that was to come you know became began to come even still later on i think about 30 40 years but the the point of the matter is i'm trying to say he had to remove himself from the situation where all the negative naysayers were was and that's why i like to the word because it gives these analogies it's not yeah. so like again you know oh you know you need to live by this and la 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 like it's just it's a book that gives good omens right it gives you like good guidelines if you will and so and that's even for me with my journey too i'll say like for me remembering who i am and the promises that you know i feel that are over my life right and I, you know what i think it all comes from your belief too mm-hmm. you have to really have a strong belief in in yourself for me in a, in a in a higher being a higher power knowing that god is over me knowing that you know i'm protected knowing that um i have a, a purpose knowing that i have a calling over my life and it's really in essence for me to help other people i've always said i'm just here to help you know so you got to think about those things mm-hmm. And as someone who's always here to help, if someone does call you or emails mm-hmm. you or even on your Facebook group contacts you and wants to be a part of your brilliant journey and your brilliant company, if they said to you, what's your main strength, what would you tell them? My main strength, I would say. It, you know what? It, it literally is inspiring other people Hmm. good answer you know i've always i've always been able to and and not push in a forceful way you know there's some there's some type of um, way about me where i can just have a conversation with you so funny because i always wanted to retire as a therapist and i feel like when um i've retired you know i don't work a nine to five currently i actually anytime i work to nine to five now it's been just again a gig for me it hasn't been like a need per se um of course it helps yeah yeah, absolutely anything any any extra helps okay don't get me wrong but um being in in that mind frame of um uh having having that strength to just almost like give a part of me to other people in a sense right like and I don't know what it is. It's something that God is, has put in me. I feel that I'm able to really just um, have a conversation with someone and hear who they are. Let them tell me who they are and where they're going and what they want to do. And I'm able to guide them along the right path, right? To give them, a, a help them with their vision or, or give them, you know, more of them. I, I love to that's why I actually absolutely love working with people that um, even, it's, no, actually it's so funny because it's people that, that have clients that have met me literally just on social media at this point, right? The world that we yeah. live in now, right? It's like, we're not like in physical, even before, but a lot of the social media is taking over metaverse, all these things, right? Yeah. Um, and we can feel so connected. It's people on here that feel so connected to me and they've only, they have never met me in person. Right. And I think it's just it's me. It's like the and, and this is in no boastful or, or way no, like no, that. No, no, you know, it's no egotistical way. It's literally who God designed me to be. I'm supposed to, like you started with I'm a people person. And it's so funny because I never believed that growing up. I was like, I used to think I, 
I didn't like being around people. Like, cause yeah. I, you know, I don't like crowded, you know, like, so concerts and stuff like crowded areas is just too much for me. And maybe because it's yeah. the noise and, and I'm very, I'm a very sensitive being if people don't know, like in a, and not sensitive, um, in like a, a weak way my sensitivity is very strong. It's like, you know, I'm sensitive to people's uh, energy and feeling and, and yeah. things like that. Right. And that's why you and I mesh, right? Like, it's just, oh, yeah. you're such a great being. You're such a, thank you. Uh, you know, absolutely. You're, you're a fantastic person. And so I connect with other fantastic beings, you know? Um, so, and, right. and that's another thing I think along with your journey and things that you want to do um, the negative and, and positive people, I don't, I don't run into a lot of negative people. And I'm very, very thankful of that, you know, and it's because of what I put out, what you put out, you will get in return. That's in, that's like in my first ebook. My first ebook was one of those things I said, try putting out love and see how that comes back to you. You know? Excellent. Excellent. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So many jewels and gems you've dropped on this episode of the podcast. I can't thank you enough, but if you had a podcast, where would we go to find it? Oh, <laughs> you are so clever. Um, so <laughs> I actually do have a podcast, everyone. I just, it's brand new. Um, I have a lot of episodes that are rolling out. The first two episodes are already up. Um, you can go to Spotify and look up Off the Charts Co. with Shima, the Wealth Solutionist. Um, it'll pop up. So I am on Spotify right now. Um, not all over the map like Damien yet, but um, no. um, you can catch me on Spotify. Um, also my website, you can go to off the charts co that's, uh, he'll probably drop it in the, in the bottom, but OFF, (laughs) yeah, in the show notes, O-F-F-T-H-E-C-H-A-R-T-S-C-O.com. Um, and at Yashima baby, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Um, usually though, I'll let you know, I am talking about stocks. Um, again, we, we kind of touched on it, but I do have a feature film that I'm working on um, as well. So y'all film is coming. I just, I'm on a journey, y'all. I'm on a journey. So um, have the feature coming out. I'm actually working on a book as well, Damien. So a lot of different things. Um, I have a, a shop and everything that is going to go along with the off the charge. So um, I just want to see us all succeed in a really, really consistent way is through the stock market. So um, so yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you had me on. Uh, it's been such a long time. I've, um, I love what you're doing. I love your work. So this is an honor as always to be able to speak with you. Oh, the honor is mine for you to come on the podcast again, because <laughs> my first podcast, uh, my first podcast series, sorry, I'm filmmaking conversations with Damien Swaby. It's still going. It's still out there. And Shema was the first guest on that <laughs> podcast and she got the, the ball rolling. Um, I put it in the show notes, that episode of the podcast we had done before. But Shema, thanks so much for coming on. Like I said, I really appreciate it. And we'll definitely speak soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Damien. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please do hit the subscribe button, leave a comment, share it with friends or give us a five star rating. We'd really appreciate it. And join us next week for another fabulous guest.